Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters. Your host again is Caleb. How's it going, everyone? I don't know about you, but I felt like I was going to need to go to the hospital multiple times this weekend after these games were absolutely insane. I I don't even know what else to say. I mean, fantastic games this weekend. If you were one of the teams that ended up uh, being on the wrong side of the game, I apologize for your early exit, but you still got to be proud of the games that were played. I mean, <laughs> basically everything uh, came down to the wire and I was talking with some guys this weekend and I'm trying to remember the last time where every single division round game was that competitive and close. There's always a game or two where you're just kind of like, yeah, they got this on lock. It's not really going to come down to the wire. Kind of a blowout. You see it more in the conference championship games a little bit closer. But the division rounds, there's always some sort of lopsided victory. Not this weekend. There wasn't one game where it was like lopsided at all. We're going to jump into some of those games a little bit later. But just in case, guys, hey, I want to shout out Great Wave Recording. They are a recording studio out in Cincinnati, Ohio. My buddy Josh Dittner is an amazing um, you know, engineer as far as doing audio and mixing and mastering. Uh, you know, Just let him know that uh, Caleb from the Fantasy Monsters podcast sent you over there. He's going to take great care of you. Um, if you're you know, looking just to record some music or if you're looking at you know, a singer-songwriter, he, he has a bunch of instruments that he'll be able to also assist because not only is he a talented engineer, uh, he also plays like everything on the freaking planet. So I don't think there's an instrument I've ever seen him not be able to play. So if you do need some of that support to be able to kind of bring in some creative thinking and ideas, um, I'm sure he would also be able to assist there because he's literally the most talented person I've seen on this planet as far as music comes. So um, go check him out. Also uh, check out Generate Health. Generate Health is a local organization here in St. Louis that, you know, um, is trying to shed some light and bring um, some equity to uh, black mothers and babies here in St. Louis. You know, the the rates of infant mortality, you know, is is four times more likely than white babies here in St. Louis. And we're trying to trying to minimize this this gap. Um, it, it's not fair. I You know, I have a two year old daughter myself. And so I'm just kind of thinking of, you know, not having her, you know, and, or, you know, these, some of these babies don't even make it to their first birthdays or, or the, or the mom struggle and labor and then there's massive issues. So, you know, some of it just comes down to education. Some of it is as simple as, you know, the tools and everything, the, you know, is just not there. Maybe they need rides. Maybe they need more doctor's appointments. Maybe costs are an issue, you know, whatever it is, you know, they're really trying to do their due diligence and, and shrink it, shrink this gap. So, um, I think no matter who you are on the planet, um, if, if you are in the process of, of having a beautiful baby, um, you deserve everything that you can to be able to, to get through that pregnancy and, and have a healthy baby. So, uh, if you want to look at their website and check them out, even if you want to do some donate, uh, do donate some money to generate health, you can visit them at 
www.stlgeneratehealthstl.org. Um, you can also see it through our website at thefantasymonsters.com. And uh, you can you basically kind of just single sign on over to, to their website and see their information. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into these games. All right, let's start with this uh, Bengals Titans game. I mean, a great way to start the start the the weekend, that's for sure. You know, looking at this game, um, looking first off, looking at last week, I, I was kind of throwing it out there that I felt like all the home teams were going to win this weekend. They they basically did this week. I had it in my head that all the away teams were going to win this week. We'll get into this um, unfortunate Bills Chiefs game a little bit later, but you know. It started off hot, man. Like the Bengals came out. They looked really good. First play from scrimmage. We, you know, everybody was like, oh, Derrick Henry's back. I even said, I'm like, look, if Derrick Henry wasn't going to play in this game, I think the Bengals got this on lock. I, that, that was my, that was my thought process. Derrick Henry's playing. I'm like, Ugh, a little tough. Cause it's Derrick freaking Henry. Um, Derrick Henry did not look overly efficient in this game, but not the point. First play from scrimmage. Tannehill drops back, throws a pick. All right, well, that's the start of the game. It did not look any better, in my opinion, through the rest of that game, um, you know, for the Titans offense. There's a couple plays. I mean, A.J. Brown had a really solid game. I get it, 142 and a TD on five receptions. But I just think that, like, the the Bengals' defense kind of stood their ground. They played very good. They ended up having two, um, uh, three picks on the game, one to open and kind of one to close it. So... You know, Tannehill was just not great. And, you know, once again, like, you know, looking at Derrick Henry, dude, 62 yards on the ground on 20 carries for a 3.1 average. He did find the end zone, but like 3.1 average. Like, are you joking? You know, like I just, I mean, Joe Mixon had 14 attempts and, you know, 54 yards. Like, you know, it it was almost, I mean, he was definitely more efficient. So, you know, for a running team that wasn't able to really move the ball, I mean, Deontay Foreman, four carries, 66 yards. I mean, one of them was a 45-yard run, but, like, dude, his average was 16.5, which isn't going to be sustainable ever. But still, like, in this game, Deontay Foreman was more more efficient. So it was just very strange um, to kind of see, you know, the, the Bengals' offense played, I think, very well. Jamar Chase, five receptions. T. Higgins, seven. C.J. Uzama, another big game, seven. Joe Mixon had six receptions. You know, Joe Mixon was not only just efficient on the ground, he he looked great in the in the receiving game as well, which is what he can do. T. Higgins did have some drops, which kind of bothered me because um, he did have nine targets. He out-targeted. He had the most targets on the team. But uh, Jamar Chase, just being Jamar Chase in this game, he looked great. I think Joe Burrow looked pretty solid. He threw for 348. He did have an interception in the game, didn't throw for a touchdown, but they didn't need it. Um I, I look at this, I, I would put the Bengals up. We're going next week against the chiefs. I mean, it's going to be a very intriguing game. Um, don't see them getting past the chiefs, but I will say that the Bengals, Hey guys, keep this up. This is building right now because when you look there's, I mean, this offensive line is still not good. You know, in my opinion, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's still getting hit way too much um, for my, for my taste. And if I was the uh, owner and this was my franchise quarterback, so there's still some pieces that they need to add, but I think overall this team is starting to find its shape. 
And I think this has been an excellent season for them to be able to grow on to next year. So um, good job for the Bengals Titans. You guys need to figure it out. I don't think Tannehill is going to be it moving forward for you guys. He looked terrible in this game. Um, you know, AJ Brown, great Julio Jones wasn't even worth it. In my opinion over the course of the season, but again, we will, uh, we will move on to an even worse game. And I mean, I, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think this game was absolute garbage. Um, it might just be me, but I, at this point, I, I doubt it, but, uh, the 49ers Packers game, um, what an absolute joke. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, this was an absolute nightmare um, for any Packers fan. Once again, you know, they fall to the 49ers in the playoffs and to Jimmy G, who had a 57.1 quarterback rating on the day. Uh, guys, I, I, I get it. I mean, there was snow and it was windy and it was cold, but this is Green Bay. You guys are playing in green Bay, it's at home. You, you knew this is how that was going to be. I've never seen a game. I feel like in green Bay during the playoffs, that's going to be sunny and warm. So I, I don't understand what took place here, but Aaron Rodgers, once again, I don't care what any, uh, any of you guys want to say. I really don't. I, I have given up on making you guys happy internally. I do support the Packers, but this right here, has proven to me that Aaron Rodgers does not have the ability to still maintain his um, status as an elite quarterback. I had, you know, Ooh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's going to piss so many people off, but Aaron Rodgers is extremely talented, but this was his game to lose and he lost it. He did. I mean, he lost it. I mean, this was okay. You know, and everybody's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's never had top 10 defenses. He's, you know, look at Tom Brady's defenses that he, blah, blah, blah. Guys, his freaking defense held the 49ers to 13 points. You couldn't overcome 13 points. Stop this. That defense was not the problem. That offense was. 13 points is not hard to overcome. In fact, this was the lowest scoring game of the weekend. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, the ground game was inefficient. Again, it's cold and it's wet and it was snowing. I get it. The ground game was not efficient, but guess what? I also saw a new England team earlier this year in the same weather that literally never threw the freaking football and still outscored 10 points. snowy weather. It was cold in new England. Same thing. Literally did not throw the football in that game. And they were more efficient on the ground than these Packers. I understand that the ground game is not the Packers strong suit. I mean, for crying out loud, Aaron Jones had 129 yards receiving, but him being your leading receiver, Devontae Adams had nine receptions for 90. And then Lazard had one target. Mercedes Lewis, one target. Randall Cobb, one target. The, the list goes on and on. You guys need to figure out how to get other people involved besides though, too. It might work in the regular season. You know, when it's sunny and warm and everything's looking pretty, it, that might work. But in the playoffs, once again, 
The Packers just did not come through. I mean, you know, 20 of 29 for 225. He didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't throw a pick. Surprising he didn't throw a pick. I'm not surprised there by any means. He, do, he doesn't throw interceptions. He's, he's very, very good with his, with, you know, throwing the football. But he didn't have a touchdown in this game. I don't know what else you need to say, guys. Like, you know, Tom Brady, let, I mean, let's just talk about it. Tom Brady has won championships with no named wide receivers. He's won championships with very good wide receivers. Green Bay has an excellent wide receiver. Green Bay has, everybody argues, one of the best, if not the best quarterback in football. I'm just saying, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be it anymore. He need, I, he'll probably most likely leave Green Bay. In my opinion, at this point, like, I'm very irritated with him. Because he couldn't pull this out. He couldn't. And there was no reason why he should have lost this game. Jimmy G did everything in his power to lose the game. He didn't look very good. 11 of 19 for 131 and an interception. That was a very bad interception. Jimmy G is not, you know, like the defense, the, the 49ers defense is what kept us in this game. Eliza Mitchell on the ground wasn't too bad. George Kittle had some huge catches. Debo Samuel was absolutely incredible. Once again, I love seeing Debo, Debo Samuel just being successful. Um, you know, this sets up for a really good game next week for the 49ers Rams after what week 17, week 18, whatever, um, you know, after that fiasco that took place. So that'll be very interesting. But if I'm, if I'm the Packers, man, I, I got to go back and look at this and just kind of review, you know, maybe they need changes on the offensive side. You know, yes, we always complain that they don't have, you know, talented number twos. Alan Lazard is fine. He is a capable number two. MVS didn't play. You know, I, I get it. Equiminius St. Brown, blah, but it's still Aaron Rodgers, And they, they still say that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is everything. Well, you got to be able to overcome these games and he's not been able to do it. I think this is five. No, he's had five. This makes six straight losses to the 49ers in the playoffs. And last time I checked, it's been a while since he's had a home home win. <laughs> and in fact, I don't think he's even won after a first round bye. So go check those stats. I mean, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Now on to a more, uh, lighthearted talk, I guess, but we're going to chat about Tom Brady now. So this Rams bucks game, uh, ton of fun to watch. Um, in fact, you know, for some of you guys that, uh, maybe didn't see the memo or get the memo or whatever, um, there is a company called Colorcast that uh, I actually was working with over the weekend, and I commentated on this game. You can follow me on Colorcast at Fantasy Monsters um, at sign Fantasy Monsters, and you can uh, hear some commentary. Come hang out with me. There's conversation that could take place. There's chat rooms and stuff like this. We can even add you on to um, you know the hot seat, so you can actually talk as well on the cast. Um, but this was a lot of fun. First NFL commentary I've done. Um, absolutely enjoyed it. It was a, it was an absolute great time. Had some great conversations, lots of, uh, talking about Tom Brady's lip that he needs to get over with, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, um, again, what a great game, you know, Matthew Stafford and the Rams came out looking very strong. I mean, extremely strong that defense. We, I knew that defense was going to cause, uh, you know, the bucks offense to have a lot of problems that secondary that's been having kind of issues all year. 
you know, really kind of did not show up at the beginning of this game. And the Rams were just able to kind of pass all over them. You know, Cam Akers on the ground, you know, 24 for 48. Neither one of these, you know, running backs, um, Akers and or Fournette really was uh, overly efficient on the ground. I mean, almost four yards of carry actually is not bad for Fournette. And he did score twice. Um, but the Rams, the Rams offense, as far as the run, run game goes, um, was just not efficient. But we know the Bucks do have a very good, you know, front four. But their secondary is what got lit. Cooper Cup, nine receptions on 11 targets for 183 and a touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr., six out of eight for 69 yards. Tyler Higby, four out of seven for 51. You know, I mean, the list can kind of keep going on. Even Van Jefferson had two receptions for 29 just huge games. And the issue was, is that secondary was definitely exposed at the end of that game where they were able to throw a deep shot, blown coverage, Cooper cup wide open, you know, last year, Jared Goff would not have made that throw, but you cannot expect an elite quarterback. Uh, you know, you can almost, almost argue elite or not elite with Matthew Stafford, but I, I think he does have an elite arm talent and uh, he's not going to miss that throw. He's just not, you know, Cooper cup and he's and Cooper cup is not going to drop that ball. I'm actually surprised that he, you know, ended up having a fumble in this game, you know, and the Rams at one point, okay, it was 27 to three. I'm like, I'm on this cast. I'm talking to these guys. I'm like, dude, guys, it's over, right? Like 27, three, I get that Tom Brady's come back from worse, but like, come on. I mean, this Rams defense looks great. This offense is just looking solid. And then the Rams decided to go fumble the ball four freaking times and almost try to blow this lead. Bucks ended up coming back in this game. You know, Tom Brady did throw for a pick. He did throw for a touchdown. He did have 329 yards through the air. Tom Brady had to throw 54 times because why? It was 27 to three at one point. Mike Evans surprisingly had a huge game. 16 targets, 16 targets. Why? They have no one else to throw to. But 16 targets, he ended up reeling in half of that. So eight receptions for 119 and a touchdown. Gronkowski, four of 11. I mean, not great cast percentages here. Four of 11 um, for 85. Leonard Fournette, nine of nine. I knew he was going to have close to 10 targets in this game. Nine receptions, 56 yards. Absolutely incredible. Scotty Miller did, uh, did get in there. And even Tyler Johnson had a couple receptions, but had some really bad drops early on as well. Um, but, you know... I, I always hate to, you know, I never count out Tom Brady. I try not to, you know, but I thought that game was in the bag. They, I mean, dude, the Bucks came back and just looked great in quarters three and four. Um, but yeah, the, like I said, their defense just ended up blowing that last minute uh, deep pass to Cooper Cup. And, uh, they, you know, they were able to kick a field goal. And, and Matt Gay is not going to miss field goals. Um, he just, he, that's just. He just doesn't do that. So, so that game's over. So it is going to be a very um, fun conference game next week with the Rams and the 49ers. So if you want guys follow me on ColorCast, as I will be doing that game next week. So come check it out. Come hang with me. Oh, last but not least, arguably the craziest, um, game of the year. <laughs> like, like just, I mean, you know, I, I absolutely love that Rams uh, bucks game. I thought it was a ton of fun, but this bills chiefs game, th- this game was killing me. 
I mean, absolutely killing me. And, and let's just congratulate, honestly, both teams, because, you know, when, when, when I'm, when I'm looking at these games and I'm seeing games like this weekend, you know, and all of these games were relatively close guys that just, that just tells me as an NFL fan, these were the top teams <laughs> these were like, you know, each one of these teams should have been in these games because they were absolutely incredible to watch. You know, again, despite not having, you know, any skin in any of these games, again, I'm just a big NFL fan. I love a lot of these, you know, these players. Um, but like, you know, I, I wasn't really rooting for one or the other per se. In this game, I was really hoping that the Bills were going to take it just because I really wanted to see Josh Allen have his shot. So that that is slightly disappointing, but you still got to congratulate the Chiefs. I mean, they were absolutely incredible. Um, looking at this game, Josh Allen, four touchdowns, all four of them went to Gabriel Davis, 201, you know, eight receptions, 201 yards on 10 targets and four TDs. I mean, you know, playoff record right there. Uh, on top of that, Cole Beasley had a big game. Um, surprisingly, Stephon Diggs was was pretty much irrelevant in this game. Um, but again, Gabriel Davis just looked incredible. Tyree Kill obviously did did what he does. You know, Patrick Mahomes ended up throwing for three almost four hundred yards, three seventy eight with three touchdowns. Neither quarterback threw a pick. I didn't. I did not. I didn't think that was not going to happen. You know, both of these quarterbacks are are very high caliber quarterbacks. And real quick before we go further, because I saw this you know on social media, and I and I do want to throw this out because I love the fact when good sportsmanship takes place. Because there's a lot, unfortunately, there's a lot where it's not the case. But right after Patrick Mahomes marched down that field and was able to get that, uh, that touchdown, the first thing he did as his whole entire team celebrated was run to Josh Allen and gave him the biggest hug. I don't know what took place. I don't need to know what took place, but I'm sure it was something to do with like, man, I'm what a great game. Dude, you are elite. Don't let this come down on you. You know, like, seriously, the, I, I can't imagine what else was, what was said, but it had to have been around those lines. Like, Patrick Mahomes understands what Josh Allen is to that Bills team. And he understands the type of player that Josh Allen is. And I think it's reciprocated opposite as well. But these are two guys that I absolutely love. And I love the character of Patrick Mahomes to run and, and do that first than to celebrate because he knew exactly that feeling the year before when, you know, he ended up losing the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, but he ran right to Josh Allen. I mean, just I, again, lost for words, just an amazing character, amazing character. And then moving over to Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen's character in the post game, he was sitting there saying like, Oh, I wish I, I, I probably could have done more dude. Fuck that. You, you did everything you needed to win this game. In fact, your quarterback rating, you out kind of performed, you know, the, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had more yards, but dude, you were more efficient with your throws. You threw for four touchdowns. I think you did enough. You know, you led 11 carries, 68 yards on the ground. Patrick Mahomes had 69. Like, both of these quarterbacks did everything they could to win this game. Josh Allen, this is not on you. What this is, is this is, again, in my opinion, 
showing the weakness of prevent defense. That's what took place here. They played prevent defense with 13 seconds. And what Patrick Mahomes was able to do is get downfield and ultimately win this game. Well, tie the game. Was able to tie the game with that field goal and then win it in overtime. I knew as soon as whatever team was going to win that coin toss was going to win this game. That was easy. Didn't matter. And that always get into the fact that, you know, the NFL, yes, they do need to change their overtime policy. It needs to be changed to where both teams do have an opportunity to touch the football. And after both teams have touched the football, if one comes down and scores a touchdown, the other team needs to score a touchdown to stay in it. After that, First come, first serve, whoever, whoever scores next wins. I, that, that's it. That's how that should go. I get it. But both teams should have an opportunity to touch the football. But this defense of the Bills being the number one ranked defense going in to the playoffs did not step up for their team. So Josh Allen, I do apologize, but this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with your defense. So... Um, but once again, incredible, absolutely incredible game. Both of these just shot for shot in the last what was like four minutes, just touchdown this, touchdown that, field goal this, field goal that, and it was just back and forth. It was a great game to watch. Kansas City going to the um well the Bengals going to play Kansas City next week. Um I, I do not anticipate <laughs> the Bengals doing that with the Chiefs. We'll we'll definitely see um you know come this weekend. We will do a preview um later this week to to kind of go over these games, but but as always, I do want to say thank you guys all for coming and hanging out with me and listening to the, to the podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can you can follow us on all of our social media pages at the Fantasy Monsters or the Fantasy Monsters podcast. You can check out the fantasymonsters.com. You can look at all of our merchandise that we have available. You can also see and link over to Generate Health's website as well. Don't forget to check out Great Wave Recording with Josh Dittner over in Cincinnati. Um, but guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I will see you later this week to talk the preview for the conference games and we'll do some DFS picks. So again, you were hanging out with Caleb from the fantasy monsters podcast and I'll catch you next time. Creeping in the dark, waiting for